Hi there, you are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. And like I said earlier, I'm really excited about this year and I'm really excited about all the changes that are taking place around the world globally and personally. And how do you think, and this is kind of a really out there question, how do you think the President of the United States achieved becoming a president. Do you think that he wrote down somewhere in his timeline, I want to become president of the United States? Or do you think it was just one of those, he has a lot of money and so he can achieve it because he has a lot of money? I'll give you a minute to answer. Okay, well, if you think he accomplished the goal because he has the money to do so, then you have a mentality that is um, always thinking of the cost. Now, I am guilty of that to some degree because in planning an event, you have to think of the cost. The client has X amount of money and they're not going to just give you their money because it's fun for them. They are going to allow you to plan their event and your goal, my goal as an event planner, is to stay within budget. And because of that, it's very difficult for me to just sometimes be spontaneous and um, purchase things or, um, you know, like I met another event planner and her philosophy was telling the customer, you will never be able to afford me. Because what happens is it's very easy to get caught up in planning an event and purchasing things that you know you could use at the event that you're planning and go over budget. So it's a fine line that we walk. Now, if you're the type of person that thinks somewhere in his lifespan, he wrote down at some point, I want to be president. And he has worked towards that his whole life. Um, and the money factor just was part of it, but not the whole thing, then you're kind of an optimist. And I think that that's really what it is. At some point in their timeline, his timeline, um, whether he was a teenager or in his 20s or 30s or 40s, he decided that he would master the dollar he would learn how to take control of a dollar bill and not let the dollar bill control him. And in that, he made his fortune. And in that, his goals started to change. So somewhere in that time span, he must have thought that he wanted to become president of the United States. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I don't know when, but I know that 
you don't just wake up one morning and decide, I want to become president. The funny thing is, that's the same with goals. Goals lead you to other goals and open doors that are for you. In that respect, it also closes doors that are not for you. The really cool thing is that we get to control part of it. But because there's always other people involved, you have to have variables. So when you're thinking of your goal, you have to be able to be responsible enough for yourself to know that there are people who sabotage them, that there are people that want to see you cry, that there are people that get um, excited that, that you are not achieving to your potential. All of that exists in the world. So like I talked about last time, you can, you can cry, you can sit down and eat your whole pizza and ice cream and sulk for, for that night because you're disappointed and, and feel bad, but get yourself up the next morning and get yourself out there and get yourself doing, uh, new things or, or trying to be yourself. The last four years of my life have been very difficult. My oldest child passed away. I um, have an elderly parent that I have to take care of um, who doesn't want me to take care of them. So I have to be around but not be around. And if anyone can relate to that, give me a shout out. I'd I love to hear how you cope because um, it's a struggle that many people are in and and it's just part of life. And I got a divorce and I changed houses and I moved and I've lived in apartments and then I lived in a townhouse. And so those were all changes that I at no point set a goal for them. I at no point wanted them, but they are life circumstances that happen. Now, I have been depressed through it. I have felt sad through it. I have felt that um, no one cares through it. I have felt beat up, abused, abandoned, neglected, all of those. Even though I'm doing my own self-care, it isn't necessarily respected or admired. And on the professional level, it all looks great because I don't share those things. Um, it's not proper to share those things. Um, it isn't um, etiquette-wise the appropriate thing. A client comes to you to plan a happy event. We share and rejoice in their happiness. Um, you don't dump on your clients all the things that are going on in your life. So nonetheless, it got me thinking about what I wanted to do and how much easier it would be for me to have something 
that the couple that I'm planning the wedding for and I are in sync of what needs to be done. Normally I just give them a handout. This is, this is what we're going to do this month, this month, that month. I'll attend, you know, five of your interviews with you. Um, I can attend a tasting if you'd like, but if I attend the cake tasting, I'm not going to attend the catering tasting, you know, so you, you have to, uh, be able to be with them and know your time restraints. And normally what I like to do is attend the catering tasting because the prices change, you know, whether you have beef or chicken or, um, and they're just samples. There's, it's not a full on meal. Um, just so you know, nonetheless, um, what's important is that the client is well satisfied. So I might enjoy doing certain things, but the client needs me to do other things. And that can either spike up the pricing or lower the pricing. And the reality is that my dreams and goals have nothing to do with my client's dreams and goals. Although they might be similar in the respect that we're both trying to accomplish their wedding, their meeting, or their event. But the reality is that I'm looking at it as a business point of view. If I'm planning a wedding for a year, there's certain things that the couple, if they're going to do part of it, they have to make the decision. And if they're not going to participate, then I'm making the decision, but I need to talk with them constantly and be on the same um, plan. And there are couples that, you know, we start planning their wedding and it's in nine months. And the reality is in those first three months, they decide they don't want to get married. They're still responsible for part of the payment of the contract. So all of these are business things that I worry about, but my client isn't worried about it. They're my personal goals. And one of the things that I now have added to the planner that I am writing about, the wedding planner, what is it called? The wedding planner planning or the wedding planning planner um, book that I'm writing is um, evolving. And one of the things that I've added is a goal management sheet because people get overwhelmed. So if they can break it down into a few steps that they can do towards their goal, they're more likely to do that than not. So what type of person are you? Are you a person that would plan out five years in advance? Or are you a person that lives day to day and you go with the flow, you know, you're just easygoing, you don't really care. You are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. I'll be right back.